Good bloody evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another edition of the King of the Couch podcast. Sitting here tonight, episode 146. Cannot believe it. I cannot believe I'm at 146, almost at 150, which, I don't know, just seems like a milestone for me. Uh, I'm sitting here, joined by a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. It's 10 p.m. on a Monday night, 29th of August, 2022. I missed the week last week, unintentional. Came off... Uh, Came off a big weekend, and I've got a lot on at the moment. I am sorry that I didn't do it. I, I know I'm revisiting the schedule. I will say just straight up the front, I'm revisiting the schedule of how I do the show. We'll be we'll be still a weekly show. I just gotta I just gotta rejig it, refine myself. I've just no no other excuses other than I've just found myself sidetracked with a few other life things at the moment. Work is a bit hectic. Uh, this show is always a hobby. I love it. I enjoy it every damn time I'm on here, getting down those beautiful ear holes in front of those eyes and things like that. But um, yeah, just work's been a bit hectic. Life's been a bit hectic. A lot of events on. Um, been writing a best man speech. That's quite a lot of um, quite a lot of uh, pressure on my shoulders. I will say, but look, one one minute into the show already, minute sixteen to be a fact. I'm going to have a little glass of wine. Mm. Thanks very much. I already had two. I um, I'm getting on late tonight. I'm get, well, I'm a week late. And I thank you for joining me. I'm a week late, and I appreciate everybody that uh, that misses me when I don't get on because it means a lot to me. But I'm a, I'm, I'm an hour late because uh, I stayed up and watched the Animal Kingdom series finale. No spoilers because it's only just aired tonight at 8 p.m. in Australia, and no spoilers. But I've got that. I had that feeling, you know, when you like you're so into a show. I think it's been on like what six or seven years now. There's six seasons, maybe seven years been going. It was delayed a little bit because of the pandemic. But man, I uh. You grow attached to these shows. They're almost like they're a child of some sort, something that you're really, really into, like an addiction, like alcohol or drugs or lifting too many weights. You know what I mean? You, you just you get a bit sad. But I, uh, I'm no spoilers. I'm upset that the show's finished, and I thought, I thought they tied it up nicely. Tied it up as nicely as you can for the series finale of a show. I will say that much because I think it's hard. I think it's a really, really hard fucking ask to finish a TV show. And I'd love to know what TV shows you're all into and where they start. Every TV show I've, I've ever loved and I've finished, I've, I've felt sad at the end of just because I think, oh, God, it's actually done. But yeah, love to see, love to know who's an Animal Kingdom fucking fan watching this. But here I am, I'm back. And apologies for I had a week off. I had a, I had a bit of a decent weekend last week. Um, there was, oh, fuck me, I had like a footy. I had actually I had a lot on. I had a lot on. Life's been a bit hectic now. I've got two kids. Give me a fucking break. It's busy, all right. But I had um went to the Lions game on the Thursday night. I was down. I had a night at home on the Friday night, I believe. So Friday night, I went to the Lions game and Demons game, which sucked dick because Lions lost by 80 fucking points and Broncos lost by like 50 fucking something points. So it was disgusting effort all around from the Brisbane team. So I wasn't too stoked about that. But great night out. Um, if you, I got free tickets. That's why I went. But if you want to pay 10.95 for a furphy, be my guest. Go and fucking jog along to the Gabba and get yourself fucking a furphy. It'll it'll seriously rob half your salary in about 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, funny little story from that I will talk to you in a sec. But uh, yeah, and then just a re- quick recap of the weekend before. Uh, Friday night was that. Saturday night down to Brizzy. Um, 
a lot of family stuff. Had some, I can't remember what even did on the Saturday, but it was my cousin's twenty first on the on the Sunday night. She did it on a Sunday night because she just couldn't get the place she wanted on the on the Saturday for months or some shit. Doesn't matter. Took a day off work. We had some family event on Monday, as in just catching up with family, helping my pot with his yard work. Just a good wholesome family weekend with a lot of drinking. Probably looking a bit puffy here. Got a wedding in a few days. We'll, we'll quickly talk to that, but next week we'll talk about the wedding because uh, I did mention him off the Hayman Island, and I may mention it again tonight because it's probably one of the most fancy ass places i've ever gone to well ever going to i don't know i speak like that i shouldn't speak like that i've had a couple of wines but i'm feeling good doing accents what a cockhead mm. let's keep this show drinking and rolling oh god i'm so sorry about that we never edit oh we never edit but um yeah i'm back and i appreciate it i appreciate it as i said 10 4 p.m 29th of august 2022 let's fucking go um i mentioned i had a funny funny I'll, I'll get this story out of the way we went to the lions and demons game right we got free tickets to the game it was uh shout out maddie g maddie gardner that is not the maddie g maddie gillespie that's been on the show the maddie gardner my cousin's uh my my partner's cousin's partner there you go that's a fucking tongue twister and a half um he, he texted me on the friday morning hey man i got free tickets to the lions game you want to come i'm driving i was like yeah fuck yeah so i can get drunk sick we go down there had a good night uh he's there and his mate nate's there who's a good bloke shout out nate uh met him a few times now really like him but we go right we get free tickets we're sitting in the fucking lions section of the gabba the Lions section a lot of lions fans we're in one row obviously Right beside us, five demon supporters. Right behind us, three demon supporters. We got there and touched down initially. These four guys to the side of us were pretty much like, I wouldn't say grade A. I'd say like grade B cockheads. Demons were just, they would come to bring it, right? Lions were shit. So it was hard enough watching your team get fucking belted. And then add that you've got the fucking away team supporters right next to you just rubbing it every time there's a touch every time there's a goal every time there's this there's that yeah fucking up the demons lines of shit clapping hands fuck you and then these little kids came and i'll say little kids because they must have been 17 18 they weren't drinking alcohol so that makes me think that they either care too much about their bodies as an adult or they're too young to drink and they've got some ticket off fucking daddy i'm going the latter anyway they just spoke in this different language. I'm I'm at, I'm officially at that age, ladies and gentlemen, where I don't understand kids, and I'm like, I can't believe you can't talk like that. Do you know what I mean? They were the word lad got thrown around too much. Now I watch UFC, Paddy the Batty, he's from Liverpool. I feel like it's a very English word, but you get these little Australian dudes that are very much not English boys from Liverpool, and they just keep throwing lad around too much. Um, you know, they just there were some other words that they said. You know, like. Um, they were talking about starting a clothing label. They were talking about starting at the top. They were really interested in being rich, which I understand. I understand that now as a 33-year-old man that's got two kids and one income and fucking realize how expensive houses are. But, mate, you're 17, you know what I mean? I never gave a shit that early on. Maybe I should have. Maybe we'd be fucking in a flasher HQ podcast fucking studio right now. But doesn't matter. But, yeah, these kids were just speaking in a, a in a different language. They kept saying words like, yeah, truth, lad, and stuff like that. The de- up the demons. I don't even think they were fucking born in Melbourne. They could have been. There's a shitload of Melbourneites getting around Queensland right now. Um, and a lot of us Queenslanders, we don't like it, right? Don't want to start a race war right now, but we don't like it, okay? We don't fucking like it. Get up there with your fucking uppity demon supporters and your scarves and shit like that. The guy didn't even have it. He had a Melbourne City shirt on, so... And they had a different accent. They, they were Australian, but you know they're putting on an accent? They're speaking different, speaking different. Anyway... We were just like, are we old enough to say something? Or are we old enough that we shouldn't say something? So I, I questioned myself a few times whether I should tell them to shut the fuck up. And anyway, my 
good friend Matty G happened to have a pom-pom uh, Smith Street van Brisbane Lions limited edition beanie on and they flicked his beanie they flicked his pom-pom that's um that's grounds to fight in some cultures flicked his pony uh flicked his pom-pom and Nate didn't like it he said are you flicking my mate's pom-pom and they were like nah nah lad nah and he goes I saw you flick it and he goes you're trying to flick you're trying to get on TikTok aren't you and then Matty G just turned around and said don't touch my fucking pom-pom again that was it these little lads shit their pants they literally did i mean i'm not even a fucking sort of domineering kind of guy like i'm a pretty puffy faced dude i wear glasses for shit's sake you know what i mean um but they didn't they didn't like what we were putting down and maddie's got that kind of old man strength at a young age i would say if i had to sum him up in in a matter of words old man strength at a young age so they didn't like that he got they, they told him to shut the fuck up and uh i loved it i just gave him a look that's all I could do at that moment. I just gave him a look. I thought, well, these guys have said their piece. Um, and it's three on three at this point, And I'm just giving you a look. If I say something, mm, I've gone too much. And I thought the look was a good move. It was a good look, strong look. Five minutes later, they left. They left the stadium. Demons winning. They left. Didn't hear out of them. Anyway, shit game. Hated it. But it was a good night with the boys. My weekend this weekend. Started on Friday afternoon. I had something new. Uh, I mentioned I've had some dick. Yeah, dick. I've got well. I've got. I may have dick issues. I don't. Know, I think it's all right. Um, neck issues. I've had some disc issues. So I got a nerve block injection on Friday afternoon at one thirty p.m. Uh, wouldn't say it was the funnest experience. It really wasn't that painful or anything like that. But you're sort of lying on your side. You're in and out of a CT scan machine, and they put a general anesthetic in your neck. Like anyone that's watching on the video right now, I'm sort of pointing to like my front, almost above my collarbone, sort of the base of my neck. So they do a little thing there, anesthetic goes in, and then the lasery fucking needle comes out of this CT thing. I have my eyes closed because, let's be frank, I don't want to see anything getting injected in my neck at the best of times. And I was just trying to get into like a meditative state. And the only time I could feel it was there was this little sort of pulse in my neck, and that bone that sits on the right back of your neck like I definitely it's part of your spine but it's just a big sort of fucking hump I could just feel it pulsate through that and I just did like a uh, like a groan and the doctor's like sorry sorry he's an American dude seemed really nice um other than that it wasn't too bad but then your whole neck went numb and it was really weird but uh, it was sort of one of those things because I've been doing a lot of physio and acupuncture and movement it's been like eight weeks since I sort of probably eight nine weeks since I hurt myself um it wasn't super necessary, but I was like, well, I'm here now. It's taken me a month to get this appointment with the GP, the MRIs and all that shit. Got a wedding in a week on Hayman Island. I think I mentioned it. And yeah, let's just do it. Don't want to be nerving out. Just want to be fucking numb to it, you know? So, but it's been, it wasn't too bad. But the doctor's orders were like, go home, recline, semi-recline for four hours. Just enjoy yourself. And uh, that's what I did. So Friday night was pretty fucking low key. Hanging out with a fucking numb neck, no nerve pain. Uh, I had two beers, watched the footy, Storm Roosters, Storm lost, and I tipped them, so that didn't help me out too much, but um, great game nonetheless, although I didn't think the Storm played that well. That was about it. Maybe I think I went to bed, don't remember a movie. If I didn't watch a movie, and well, if I did watch a movie and I don't recall it, it must have been that good, so that's my new rule in life. Um, Saturday, we had a shitload of shit on. I maybe have mentioned that I'm going to Hayman Island in a few days, got a wedding up there, so we got a white party on the Friday night. And I had to get some pants tailored. Throwback to quite a few episodes ago, I had to buy a pair of 32-inch pants. Fucking, you guessed it, had to get about 17 inches cut off the leg. I will say, though, shout out Country Road, you don't put as much length on your 32-inch waist pants as Connor do uh, or some of those other sort of 
subpar, shitty, middle-aged bogan sort of brands. Um, yeah, so it was good. Plus, I jagged a good little special. Love a special. When you got a beige jacket, $380. Pants were $130. I'm like, God, $480, $510. That's a fair bit of coin, you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, lucked out. Got $150 bucks off. It was a steal. It was a fucking sale of the century. I loved it. Um, so we got about 17 inches cut off the legs. Got to try them on again. They look good, though, from what I anticipate they will look like. Had to pick up some new glasses. Anyone watching on the YouTube at home, uh, I've got new glasses. These are one pair. I got a second pair, and I got a fucking pair of sunglasses. Shout out Oscar Wiley uh, for kitting me out. Very good. It had one of those things, you know what I mean? We're like, everyone's seen that episode where of Seinfeld where George Costanza is trying to get on new glasses, and he's like, I feel like I'm picking a new face. That's what I feel like. These are new to me, and they feel a bit weird still. I like them. They're slightly different shape. I've kept my old shape as well because they, they were all scratched to shit, so you wouldn't have picked it up on the video, but they definitely were. I picked it up in my pupils. But it's I like it. It looks good. I, I've got to wear a tuxedo at this wedding I'm going to on Hayman Island in a few days. I don't know if I mentioned it. And I... Yeah, I just kind of wanted some new glasses, you know, because I've got deep pockets like that. Seriously, shout out Oscar Wiley. I'm not, this is not even a fucking sponsorship plug, but they've got great specials. They basically rip off designer frames, apparently. That's that's basically like their tagline. They just don't say it like I said it. And they do it at a good rate. i got three pairs for 330 bucks. Bang on. So, of course, you upgrade it. And then I kept my old frames for, for, for nada. Uh, we'll probably get those lenses done too when I run into a bit more cash. Anyway, we did that. Um, I had to get some other shopping done. Can't remember. That's what I did on Saturday. Got a facial. Got a fucking facial. Again, many, many, many moons ago on the podcast, I mentioned about that. It's funny, you know, it happened exactly the same time. It's been like a year since I got a fucking facial. And the first dude, one of my bestest friends ever, the first human male I told I'm getting a facial. He goes, oh, right, are you poof? Or you big gay or whatever he fucking said. He basically was like, well, that's a little bit gay. And I'm like, Oh man, told another bloke, he's like, oh, bloody poofed that. And I'm just like, you guys are so out of touch. And I could tell as soon as I pulled them up on it, they thought, they thought differently. You know, they were like, yeah, maybe I am out of touch. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm a little bit of a fucking closeted bigot. But seriously, they're good friends of mine. So I don't actually think that of them. But I think the boys are missing out because your skin needs love. And it's just something so ungay to me about being in a dimly lit room, sensual music, with a woman. She was a middle-aged woman. She would I would say she would verge on MILF category if you were if you're fond of that keyword in your searches on the internet. Um, she was in that category, very soothing, very relaxing. Come on, boys, shout out to your mental health. And they're caressing your face. They're caring about your face. They care about your rosacea. They're telling you things. She even went as far before we started the treatment to compliment me on my skin looking hydrated. Now, I tell you what, I took great pride in that because I've been working extra hard, sea salt in the water, a lot of filtered water, a lot of bone broth, a lot of different type of fucking moisturizing techniques on my beautiful face. So I took that compliment in my stride and I really enjoyed it. But I tell you what, Men out there, if you're sitting in your little fucking closets, get out because there's nothing gay about a facial. It's a liberating experience and your skin will thank you because I'm pretty sure this is fact, but is it not the biggest organ on your body? Anyway, so that was Saturday. We did that, shopped around for a bit, had some food, Subway. I was a bit annoyed actually. It was a nice Subway, but I just watched this, this young chick 
just butcher the Italian herbs and cheese. Beck and I have gone like halves in a foot long, you know, because we're just trying to be saving money and watching our weight. And we're just so different, Beck and I. Like, I'm like, ooh, Italian herbs and cheese. She's like, ooh, dark rye with all the fucking bird seed. And I'm like, oh, God. So, of course, I went chauvinistic on her. I said, we're getting Italian herbs and cheese. I didn't say that, so you can have that. She saw that I was, like, getting a bit stroppy at this point. Um, but, yeah, it was all a bit mangled. And the chick just mashed it up. You know, it's like 15-year-olds working there. They don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? When I worked at pizza when I was 15, did I give a fuck? No, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care. So I looked at these kids and I'm like, you don't give a fuck about my sandwich. Just fucking put extra pickles on it and shut the fuck up, all right? Smashed my bread to death. Pounded into the earth. Anyway, so that was nice, actually. It was a nice little sandwich, if I can be honest. It was delicious, right? Southwest, chicken fillet, pickles. What's not to love? Come home, did some shit. Saturday afternoon, probably got stuck into some beer. And watched some footy. And... I cooked prawn pasta again. I cooked another prawn pasta. I had no parsley this time around, but it was really good. My mummy was up. My mummy was up. She loved it. She loved it. She loved the prawn pasta. She's only human. If I take these pauses, sorry, it's because I'm really into this wine. And it's Hardy's again, the one liter bottle. Shout out. Um, but yeah, did that. Hung around for a bit. Worked on my best man speech because I got a wedding on Hayman Island in a week. And... Uh, yeah, later on at night, I come across the movie of the week, which we'll get to that soon. I'm going to I'm gonna shout that out straight after this. Sunday, low-key Sunday at home, bacon, eggs, avocado for breakfast. I, I've been eating less carbs, been drinking a lot of them, been drinking a fucking lot of them, but I've been eating a lot less carbs, if I can be honest with you. So I've just gone, the avo, fat, bacon, protein, and fat, eggs, protein, cooked in ghee, fat. I like it. I mentioned it a couple times now, but I would try it. Anyone that's probably this is this is uh no, this is advice. This is nutritional advice. A lot of people say, oh, this is just you know my opinion, and you don't have to take it. No, this is my opinion. Fucking take it. I reckon that eating a lot of fat, a lot of protein, at breakfast time is the way to start your day. I've been running a lot of tests over the last few years. Cereal never really took to it. You know, toasties. Pretty good, but a lot of carb action. You know, whatever you feel fat, very greasy. Uh, bottles of wine. Went through a bit of an alcoholic phase. Tried to start drinking wine in the morning. Eh, it works, makes you feel good, but then it makes you feel shit. Um, tried the fasting. Not so bad. I do fast a little bit. I will, I will push it out a bit. Uh, coffee. Suppress the appetite. Whatever. Get a couple of decafs in. If you like coffee, get a couple of coffees if you must. I don't drink coffee anymore. I, drink caffeine. I don't drink caffeine anymore. Uh, fat and protein. Best way to start your day. I just try and stick more high protein meals at the moment more high protein meals a lot of magnesium a lot of salt fuck what they say in the media okay listen to your boy i feel better doing a lot of voices tonight maybe it's because i got a wedding on home and island in a week i'm not sure but yeah did that bit of action at home we went in and out don't know what we did doesn't matter unimportant had a roast last night with some veggies that was really good some beers and watched the maddie john show but there was one other thing I did yesterday, which was really, really good, actually, um, for a few reasons. Well, it was kind of frustrating. I'm going to be honest with you in a sec. Really good, really frustrating. I'll tell you why it was frustrating. So we went to one of those city cave joints, which was sick. Um, and we went and did an infrared sauna, a couple's infrared sauna. We jagged a little voucher and 49 bucks for two people for 45 minutes. It's a pretty good fucking voucher, actually, in this day and age. Um, super... Super cruisy, super chilled, super sensual. You go in, 
we got the infrared sauna, right? And I didn't realize this, it was just red, infrared. I thought it was, that's all it was. But there's like eight different colors you can choose from. It tells you what it does. Could be a placebo effect. But, you know, my thoughts on placebo effect is if it makes you feel better, then is it not not a placebo effect? Even it is. And if it makes you feel better, does it really matter because it's made you feel better? doesn't matter if it makes you feel better. But it was... A really nice experience. Um, 45 minutes. Instead of like being in a steam room sauna where you're like really hot and can't breathe, this is like kind of being under a really hot sun just without the, I guess, the effects of UV. Um, but, and I'm not sure if this is against the rules. I don't think it was because they had the towels down. But uh, Becky and I were butt naked. Butt naked. And oh, that, frankly, was when the frustration came in. I was honestly, at that point, I was somewhere between fucking... I don't know, Buddha, Gandhi, and like Ron Jeremy, the porn star. You know what I mean? I was just super horned up, but super trying to get into meditation at the same time. Because at one point, I'm butt naked. And I will say that when you can see yourself in the reflection and it's shadowed out and you can't see all your cellulite rolls, you look okay. And because it was warm in there, I thought, I'll be honest with you, I thought my penis looked good. Like I could see it all. I thought, yeah, this looks really good. You know, I'm sweating a bit here. I turn to my right, and this is when I'm in a meditative state. I turn to my right, and there's Beck in all her glory. And I thought, wow, you know what I mean? Because I'm super attracted to her. And it's just, at that point, I was like, well, this is not a super relaxing experience anymore. This is a super sexually frustrating experience right now. So then you have to come back. And it was a real experience in that way. You're sweating. At one point, that would get good. You're going 30 minutes in, you're going, I'm fucking really hot. And if I was to try and get it on in here, I reckon I could... I would pass out, possibly die, but definitely pass out. You know what I mean? Thrash away, ugh, dead. You wake up, there's ambulance, there's security there. They're like, what are you doing? You shouldn't have been here in your, you nutty, you should have been here in your underpants at least. And I'm like, what happened? I'm so hot and horny in there. But man, it was a fucking experience. Eh? I'll be going back. I'll be going back for sure. Would, would like to get it on. I'd, I'd, say if, I'd say ample sex time in, in that infrared sauna will be within the first five minutes then you could possibly pass out and or die. Um, that's not advice I'd pass on though. That's just an opinion. Don't take that. Um, but yeah, it was fucking good. A lot of benefits. We did all the different ones. Apparently some for inflammation, some for your skin. You can't see it, but my skin is looking all right. My skin is looking all right after my facial infrared sauna. Fucking new age man, hey. Nothing gay about that. Nothing gay about an infrared sauna when you're there with your hot fucking stark naked missus just having a fucking good one. Mm was fucking good though. Go and check it out. So that was pretty much my weekend. I'm rocking through here. 22 minutes in. I love it. Tonight was going to always going to be a bit of a motzo ball this episode. I love this I love this show. I really do. I, I hate getting too structured on it because I love getting on. I mentioned earlier in the show I uh I'm sort of trying to restructure it. I'm sort of trying to find myself again with the show. I love the show. This is not a dig at the show or anything like that. I just, I feel bad for the people that like think I'm going to be on week to week. It's just, we've had a lot of stuff on lately and I haven't been as as um, regimented as I once was, but um, I've, I've got some, I've got some, plans some ideas some this and that gonna gonna talk to talk to a friend about a couple of ideas uh could have another little thing in the pipeline not, not to give too much away because i want to say too much just yet it's, it's nothing crazy but more just like regular shows and stuff like that um i will say smitty's been bugging me for a show and and that's good he went off the airwaves for a bit there we're just timing wise like with the two kids work's going crazy stuff on my mind I had a bit of a mental health sort of thing which i was really trying to look 
inwards, and I, I feel really good about that now. Um, but yeah, I'll be back. I, I I love the show too much to let it go. It means too much to me to be on the airwaves and down your ear holes. And I just have such a good time when I can just literally get on and talk shit and drink wine and have a good time. And people might go, you know what? I might try and get a fucking couples voucher and go get horned up like old KOTC in the infrared sauna. Or you know what? I will have some bacon and eggs. Whatever it is, if you take that advice, I don't know, it just gives me a huge fucking kick. It just it just means so much to me. Um, and last week, I will say, I, I took a little clip and I was I was a little bit nervous about it initially. Um, I, I mentioned about, I, I gave some relationship advice on the last episode, episode 145, if you listen for more than this episode. And um, I, I, I cut it up. And I posted it on my uh, my Instagram, my Facebook, and things like that. And it was it was cool. It was liberating, you know. As soon as you post it, you're like, eh, whatever. But uh, a lot of people gave me like some nice feedback and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, this is cool. I'm not like a. I wouldn't say I'm like an influencer or anything like that. Or I've got this fucking huge ego because I come on and make fun of myself. But I just I like the idea of just being able to pay forward information, you know. And if someone takes it, that's cool because. I, I take a lot of information that has been fucking paid forward to me. You know, I gave my uh, my cousin a shout out recently with the whole living in the moment thing. I was on this mentor session this morning. There's like probably 10, 12 of us on there. They're paying information forward. My life coach, you know what I mean? He's paying information forward. I'm listening to fucking Dr. John Martini a lot. Check him out. He's, he's a wizard. Um, a lot of different motivational stuff, different books, getting perspective. Everything is being paid forward and that's sort of what I'm I'm big on the most you know what I mean it's kind of like a pay it forward lead by example kind of mentality um, and I yeah I don't know where I was going with that but I just love getting on and fucking sharing with you and when you guys give me little nuggets of information little comments back little things like that means a lot I had a guy I work with he shared some um, he shared a nice little review of the podcast on his on his um, Facebook, which was really cool, sort of helping him with some uh, some podcast advice and things. Like that. He wants to start his own podcast. He, I'm paying it forward, you know what I mean. I think it's really cool. He's get he's fucking paying my show forward, and I'm paying my fucking help forward to him. You know what I mean. And he bought a fucking hat today, which is really really cool. So uh, shout out Adam, appreciate you, mate. This one's to you. Shout out, drink it to you, my brother. Mm. We'll, we'll spruik your show when you're going to launch it, mate. I know it's coming. Wink, wink. I know it's coming. But yeah, so that's what's been going on. I've got some fucking stuff here. What do we said here? Got a facial. Done. Neck injection. Done. New glasses. Done. Love it. Hayman Island. Did I mention Hayman Island? I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm super excited about Hayman Island. I really am. I was super nervous about it for so long because I had to write this fucking best man speech and I talk about it. Um, it means a lot to me to be able to do this speech, and it's super nerve-wracking because I come on here very unorganized, and I have a fun time. People go, you're a great speaker, or you're a shit speaker. It doesn't matter to me because I don't really care because I'm just speaking, but when there's like an agenda, I've written something down, and there's people like actually there looking at me, I'm like, oh, this could be a little bit dicey, um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter because it means a lot to me to do this speech. We'll talk about it next week, but I'm really looking forward to it. We'll do a full breakdown on the wedding I've got in Hayman Island this weekend. Don't know if I mentioned it. Anyway, that's how excited I am. I'm just looking here. Got some shit. We've done that. We've done that. We've done that. We've done that. The Broncos. Sorry, NRL chat real quick. They suck. 
right now. That's what happened on the weekend. I blanked it out. They played Thursday night. They got fucking smashed 53-6. I don't know what it is with fucking Brisbane teams right now, but the Brisbane supporters were hurting. We're hurting, okay? Dig deep. Win for us. Win for yourselves. I'm going to go in there. They need some fucking motivational chat. They need some Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. Do you know what I mean? They need him in there. Get fucking... Get some motivation. Surely they got some motivational speakers on fucking speed dial, right? Fly Tony Robbins in. I don't know. They need some help. The Broncos need some help. Something's gone wrong in the camp. Don't like it. They're winning six or seven on the trot. Lost one. Win a couple more. They look funny after Origin. I don't like it. Uh, but Paddy Carrigan's back this week. Basically, for them to get to the eight, they've got to win this week, and there's a points differential. And I'm pretty confident Raiders have to lose for us to make it into the eight. That's a big ass. Not only do we have to win, but we have to fucking... Get a better team to lose. Ugh, what the fuck? Anyway, a couple of stories I've got here. Got a punchable offense coming up. We've got heaps to talk about. Got this other thing. Don't know why I'm clicking. Movie of the week. Band of the week. Let's get it done. Movie of the week. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I fucking loved it. Been wanting to watch it for a while now. I love Ghostbusters 1. Love Ghostbusters 2. Been a fucking long time between two and three, like I'd say 30 to 40 years as my math. I think the last one was like 1984-ish, something like that. So that's a fair bit, 94, 2004, Yeah, it's a long time. It's a very long time. Um, but it had Finn Wolfhard in it, and he's from Stranger Things. We dig him. It had uh, Paul Rudd in it, the man that does not age. He's great in everything he touches. And there was this new young girl in it, didn't know what she's in, but she had a great role. Um, and I don't want to do too many spoiler alerts, but uh, the old souls make an appearance. And I will say, skipping to the end of the movie, they, they, they tie it in nicely. The story is beautifully crafted, I think, from the first two movies to the third movie, right? And I can definitely see a sequel being spawned here, right? The nostalgia was up there, the way they brought the car back, the way they tied in um, all the little fucking gadgets and gizmos, the outfits... The Egon Spengler's character, obviously Harold Ramis, he's passed away in real life now. And it was a nice little fucking touching tribute to him in that. Uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, boom, 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 the originals. Seriously dug it. The inner child in me was frothing to bits. I actually loved it. And there was, at one point, there was some salty discharge coming out of one of my eyes. That's how much I loved it. Uh, would watch again. Would definitely watch a sequel. Would love to be walked down the red carpet at the Ghostbusters Afterlife Part 2 sequel. That's how much I loved it. So go and check that movie out. Really, really good. Really, really good. Band of the Week. Uh, I was doing Song of the Week. I was doing Song of the Week, but it got too hard to do Song of the Week because I come across bands that I really fucking dig and go, listen to them all. But my Band of the Week this week is... West Theberton, another Australian band. Probably mentioned last episode, maybe the episode before that. Absolutely frothing to death on Australian music right now. I am Australian, very patriotic in that way. But it's uh, Australian music, honestly, it's one of the best music scenes in the world. And I'm not saying that just because I can and I'm Australian and I'm just trying to be fucking biased. It genuinely is one of the best music scenes in the world. Um, even going way, way back, we've had great music in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up to fucking today. So uh, West Theberton, Adelaide Band, as far as I'm aware, West Theberton, it's fucking in Adelaide, so I'm just assuming here. Um, they've got like six, seven, eight people in the band. It's like a, I'd say like a like a punk sort of 
rock and roll version of Slipknot, if that makes any sense with the amount of members that they've got. But there's a lot of members, that's what I'm getting at. They've got one album, one EP, and a single. They do a cover on like a version. Uh, the album names escapes me, but some of the tracks, man, fuck. Moving out, great song. Basics, fucking love basics. It's like a minute and 50, whatever. Great song. You can't, I fucking love really short songs. A lot of bands I really like, I think, and they do a short song, and it's usually just this fucking energetic fucking bubble of just awesomeness. Then I think, why don't you just do a whole album of just little tiny energetic songs, all completely different, just fucking bang, 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 bang. But I guess that's Grindcore in a nutshell, you know what I mean? Just fucking Napalm Death or something like that. But West Theberton, go and check it out. Uh, Bible Camp. Fuck, what a tune. That's the one that's got me at the moment. This is what I do. I listen to an album, and I'll slowly just chip away, chip away at the stone, all the fucking songs that I like. West Theberton, you know what I mean? The album was released 2018. It's 2022, boys. It's got to be time for another album. Last single was 2019. I think they're still going. I hope they're still going. Uh, Band of the Week, West Theberton. Go and check it out. If you like good Australian rock and roll music, a little bit of punk element, sort of like that 70s sort of punk element. They're very similar to Bad Dreams in a lot of ways. Uh, they remind me of like some old bands, sort of like Hoodoo Gurus and stuff. The singer's got a sort of rough, gruff voice, similar to Bad Dreams. I mentioned Bad Dreams being one of my favorite bands of like, I actually had a little fucking back and forth with the boys. Don't know who it was, moderating the Instagram account. A bit of back and forth. And I've just seen that they're doing a show with Miniskirt and a couple of other bands at the end of the year. So... You guarantee KTC is going to fucking purchase one of them tickets and go along. So I'd love to get Bad Dreams on the show. It's about time I pulled my fucking finger out of my metaphorical asshole and got more guests on the show. I've got another guy in my sights. I'm going to, I'm going to text him tomorrow. Get it. We're doing more guests. KTC is back doing guests. Big, bold statements. Let's go. So that was good. Um, I just wanted to think to, I just wanted to point something out. There's one, okay. A thing. I think I mentioned this ages ago. Have you ever met a bad Steve? You never met a bad Steve, right? Steve, just think in your heart of all the Steves you've ever met in your life, and has any of them ever been a bad person? Probably not. It's the most genuine bloke, nice guy, top bloke name you could ever come across, Steve. Well, today I found the equivalent of that in a female version. Um, Shell. Maybe Michelle, but Shell. I was on trying to prove a point to Beck today that Hardy's Sauvignon Blanc one liter bottle was an actual nice drop of white wine. So I've gone on Dan Murphy's, Liquorland, Vintage Cellars, and a few other websites. Just have a quick scan. Didn't spend my whole day doing it. Just a quick scan. And I wanted to show it that they had high reviews, 4.7 plus out of 5. That's a pretty fucking good review in my opinion. A lot of people, a lot of connoisseurs on that page, they were doing it. The one that really stuck out to me the most was from Shell. Now, I will say there's a bit of a backstory here because what I've been doing lately, shout out to the wine drinkers and the people that give a shit about their own hydration. What I do now with the wine, instead of getting real, totally fucked up, no hydration, I'll drop a cube or two of ice in the white wine, in the rosé. And it makes a huge difference. I really have got to say that. It makes a huge difference. It's an opinion and you can fucking use it. I feel that you're getting equal parts alcohol and equal parts hydration in there. It keeps the wine cool, but it also keeps your soul cold. And that's what we like, right? A nice, cool, hydrated soul, and you get that little bit of fucking tipsy edge on it. It's good, right? You drink enough of it, you're drunk, but you're still hydrated. So you basically have drunk like maybe half a bottle of water while you've had like eight glasses of wine. It's just, it's just fucking perfect math. This is exactly what you want. So that top review was from a chick called Shell, right? She said... It's a beautiful drop, great glass of wine, 
Drop a few glasses of ice in there, and it's perfect with mussels. I fucking love mussels, especially mussels and vinegar. I love iced wine. I love Shell's review. Shell is a beautiful name. It's the equivalent of the Steve. Steve and Shell, you can trust them. Shout out Steve and Shell's around the world. This is me. Mm. Boom. Anyway, that's enough of that. I saw a great story here today. I saw a couple of stories here. I uh, obviously I'll give you a punchable offense. I'm gonna do great story, punchable offense, another great story. Gonna give you another story which I, I kind of just thought was funny, to be honest. And then I'm gonna give a shout out, and we're gonna fucking cut this bitch up. <sighs> Take a deep breath, Dolo. I saw this story today. These boys, the men, they uh, they bought the Stonehenge Hotel out in classic quintessential Stonehenge, Queensland. As far as I know, there's fuck all out there. I'm not a country boy, but there's nothing out there. Mates buy iconic Stonehenge Hotel thanks to Night on the Beers and an industry loan. That headline got me. Seemed like a great story. Night on the Beers have generated so many, so many good ideas and some really great businesses, right? And industry loan. That's 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 a win-win situation right there. But basically, um, these boys were out there traveling in Stonehenge. They've gone out to this which basically is the center point in town. So I think there's like fucking 50 or 100 people that live there. It's crazy, right? Um, so a bush kid in a city slicker, grand champion, Tom Oriak, just reading here right now because I don't have the whole fucking things verbatim, right? Not a fucking, not rain, man. Um, but I reckon it was a young and dumb idea that's just turned out. Um, if you're going to go broke, you may as well do it having fun with a couple of your best mates. So why not? That's a fucking quote to live by, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. Uh, and this was funny, right? How did they come across getting to own the Stonehenge Hotel? It was just a big night on the piss, really, Mr. Champion said. Can you get a fucking more Australian answer in your life? Can you get a more authentic, real, quintessential answer in your fucking life? I love that answer, eh? We got pissed. Seemed like a good idea at the time. I think we can all fucking relate at that right but essentially it seems like a good idea at the time these guys are sort of going good they're fucking doing it for 10 months they're loving the once in a lifetime experience they look they look like they're having a good time they're smiling a shit a shitload sometimes you're doing dishes at 9 p.m wondering what you've done mate sometimes i'm doing dishes at 9 p.m in my house wondering what i've done that's life i mean i can relate boys i love it if the pub folds the town folds so it's the backbone of the economy in stonehenge there's a couple of guys out there i'm just looking here there's a guy that lives there Curly Pigeon. I don't know if that's his real name, but that's a fucking good name. Curly Pigeon says the pub is crucial to the town's survival. That's amazing. I would hope that anyone with the name Curly Pigeon would be that interested in the pub and the livelihood of the town. I absolutely love it. But a beautiful story. Um, I might do a road trip. We might do a KTC Outback tour. I'm going to hit the Stonehenge Hotel. I want to meet these guys, Mr. Champion and Mr. Oriak. Fucking cool. Seriously cool. Love that story, eh? Um, and the guy that owned it, I'm just trying to find his name in this article. Um, basically, he made him a bet. He was like, look, you can fucking have this pub. I want to sell it. If you can run it, you can fucking, you can have it sort of thing. The banks weren't going to give him the loan, so they sort of just, uh, we knew the banks weren't going to give us a great deal of money. So we just sort of said, Tony, we'd love to have a go if you give us a go. He said, that's no drama. So we just sort of used him as a bank and it's turned out so well so far. I love that. That's honest. That's this how people need to get ahead in life. You know what I mean? I'm all about these big, great stories of fucking hardship, things like that. Hey, mate, we're out in Stonehenge. We're getting pissed. 
We want to buy your pub, right? We can't go to the bank. Oh, I will love this pub, but I want to sell it. Fuck the banks. You can have it for this. That's a deal. Gentleman's handshake. What a great story. Love it. So that was good. The other one. Got a few stories tonight. This is a punchable offense. This is a punchable offense. I won't tee off as much as my last punchable offense. But this is crazy. Um, the Queensland government finding teachers who did not get vaxxed. Now, this is mental, right? Because when they rolled out all these stupid vaccine mandates, a lot of teachers lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their jobs because they didn't want to do it. Uh, I, I don't blame those people. I know there's, I got the vaccines, right? Mainly because Oscar was being born at a hospital. I needed to get in, right? So that was my, my reasoning. Um, I know a lot of people that got it. I know more people that got it than people that didn't get it, right? I know more people that have COVID that got COVID after the vaccines as opposed to people that didn't have the vaccines that got COVID, if that makes sense. So yeah, pretty real fucking crazy logic, right? Um, So a lot of these guys lost their job. Then they eventually got their job back. It didn't mean shit. And now they're going to ping the teachers, the teachers, the teachers. It's not an easy job. They're going to ping the fucking teachers in Queensland for not getting vaccinated. But hey, we still want you to work because we need your help, right? Unvaccinated Queensland teachers face consequences for their choice, federal minister says. Federal minister. Sounds like a cunt. About 900 education staff across the state could see their weekly pay dock by $25 to $90 a week. Now, that might not sound a lot for some people, but that's a hell of a lot for a lot of people, right? If I was to lose $25 to $90 a week, I'd feel the pinch. Caught up with a good friend today. He was talking about having $35 left in his wallet for a week. I understand his pain because I've been there before. I'm still there some weeks, let's be frank. Um, so I got it, you know what I mean? Mates of mine are doing that. I've got mates that are incredibly rich. They're doing well. I'm super stoked for them as well. But it's just like, it's a whole lot of reality going on here, right? It, it's not a dig on, on the rich or anything like that. It's a dig on the government that are pinging people for trying to fucking work just because they didn't get a stupid fucking needle with some shit in it because of a stupid fucking cold that was probably man-made, definitely man-made, right? I need Jared back on to do some conspiracy theory shit. They're now getting pinged for it, but they still want their services as a teacher. This is ridiculous. This is where the middle class, in my opinion, and probably a lot of opinions out there online, are just so heavily bent over and fucked, metaphorically, up the ass. Because the way I see it is if you're ultra-fucking-dog-shit poor, you got handouts from the government. People take pity on you. There's a lot of fucking things that can go right in that way. If you're happy having a really sort of fucking shitty poor existence right of course right but you get Centrelink and you do all these things it's fun it's great we get a handout we get this we've got some fucking pension or whatever and that's not a dig on people that need a fucking pension because there's people out there that do need a pension but if you don't want to work and you can justify that and you get a pension you're okay right then you've got this huge middle class gap then you've got the super rich you've got the rich the ones that don't need any fucking money they make a lot of money and they're sweet right i know a lot of them as well they're doing fucking swimmingly and we love them for it and a lot of poor people right they, i don't know a lot of people that fucking coast off the off the uh government that's for sure i know a shitload of people that are stuck in the middle class and that to me is the trap a job just over broke baby but that's where it's really tough for people, right? You've got these people, these teachers, I don't know what teacher makes, 80, 90, 100 grand a year, maybe. Cost of living in Australia is through the absolute fucking roof. And they're just pinging people. You take 25 bucks a week off someone, that, that's like a little fucking dent, but it's a dent. That's like that's like a meal or two, right? What if they got kids? I'm sure they do. You take 90 bucks off someone, that's a whole bill, you know what I mean? That's, that's a lot of food off the table. Um, that's a fucking night out that someone needs for their mental health. 
I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? That's a ballet lesson for the kids. That's a fucking swimming lessons for the kids. That's fuel in the car. That's that's really not nice of the government to do that. And I've been saying it for a long time now. The government don't give a shit. They don't care about your well-being. They don't care about your mental health. It doesn't matter. 25 to 90 bucks a week over an 18-week fucking uh, window. This is not an uncommon penalty to result from a dis- disciplinary process, the department said. This is just fucking mental. I don't know if this shit has actually gone ahead, but it's like, surely we've moved on for this, right? They got pinged initially, then they got their job back. Now because they got the job back, they're like, fucking we'll ping them. The government don't want to take money. They want to tax the rich, and they can't take it off the super poor. So where do they take it? We take it off the middle class. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Government of dickheads. That's a punchable offense. You shouldn't be pinging teachers that didn't get vaccinated. You shouldn't be pinging anyone that didn't get vaccinated. Just as much as you shouldn't be pinging people that do get vaccinated, right? This is fucking ridiculous. So that's a fucking punchable offense. Another good news story, though. I saw this thing today. It it almost brought a tear to my almost. Um, I saw this kid. He was into Lego, and he was born with no arms. And it was amazing. He would do the Lego with his feet. It's amazing how hard certain things can be to do with your hands. And then you imagine like trying to put Lego together with your feet. That's really difficult, right? I love I love these stories of adversity that people are, are faced with. I don't love it that they're born with no hands and things like that. They have to fucking experience this. But I love it that like they can do that. It's, it's amazing to me that this happens. Um, on the other side of the coin, there was this guy, um, he was born with one arm, and he was a Lego enthusiast too, right? And he has made the first prosthetic arm out of Lego. It was amazing, right? Full-on arm with like a, like a well, like not fingers as such, but like a gripper. So you could pick things up, glasses of water, do other Lego, do whatever you want. Fucking, it was crazy. Um, so they've hooked up, this young kid, his mum's got in touch with this guy. They've flown over, it was like 800 miles they drove to this guy. And this guy has built a prosthetic arm. And not only that, but he was an absolute sweetheart to the kid. You know what I mean? He was like caring about what the color was of the prosthetic arm, asking the kid's advice. They were building Lego together, having a good time. And this guy's mission was to help the world like by building like prosthetic Lego arms. He now owns a Guinness Book of World Records for creating the first fucking prosthetic Lego arm, right? It was just mental and in the best possible way. And I thought, this guy, and I got, I got... You know, I was envious of him in a way because I thought that's really cool. Like when people can go, I've identified that I've done this and I want to do that for the rest of my life, and that's what I'm I'm, I'm going to charge my life at. And I think there's something real beautiful about that. You know, when people find their legacy and they just throw it all at it, I really liked it. He made this kid's day. This kid had footage of him wearing this like prosthetic arm, and he was literally picking up his Lego, putting his Lego together. I mean, Lego. Like, get on the dial. Like, start to give these guys just a shitload of Legos so they can just build prosthetic arms and legs and fucking limbs for people all over the world that need it. But, man, it was just such a such an inspiring video, you know? I watch stuff like that sometimes, and it sort of just fell across my fucking Facebook. Like, I didn't, I didn't intentionally look for it. Um, but you just, you're watching it and going, man, I've got two arms, two legs, and it can be difficult for me. These guys are just throwing everything out. This kid's got no arms. Now he's got a prosthetic Lego arm. And this guy who's got one arm has made that prosthetic Lego arm for himself, for this kid, and wants to do it for other people. I know there's a lot of trash bag fucking scumbag humans out there, but there's some beautiful humans out there. And these two people were, were, were that, the mum of this kid. Man, I don't know. The shout out those guys. I don't know their names, but it was a really cool story. Uh, go and Google it.
prosthetic Lego arm. It's a, it's a Guinness Book of World Records. It's amazing. But really love that story. Um, one more story and then another thing and then we'll pin it. Time to go. Time to have a glass of wine fucking hit the bed. Uh, I laughed at this. I thought this was funny. This is so American. It's such an American thing to do. Uh, there was a Bluey episode banned in the USA. Uh, Disney. They banned the episode. But yet they still put She-Hulk Attorney Law on the television. Um, so this is crazy, right? This is so funny because it seems like such an Australian thing. And I thought Americans were familiar with this particular thing, but apparently they're not comfortable with it. They are comfortable with anti-abortion and uh, they are comfortable with guns, right? So just not farting, it, it, it turns out, right? Um, this is inappropriate, according to Disney. There was basically an episode they were talking about farting around the table. I'm just trying to find the exact thing, but I don't watch Bluey, right? Uh, Disney banned the episode "Family Meeting" of Bluey when it's just about when it's just about farts, as if almost every or every other kids show nowadays has fart jokes in it, and I don't get it. Uh, whatever, it's okay. Same school shootings are okay, but not farting. I'd have to agree. They have a lot of school shootings. I thought Americans farted. I thought Disney would fart. This is ridiculous. Um, just insane behavior from disney i don't get it i love america i've always loved america going there visiting it but it really is one of the most insane nations on the world seriously it's crazy um there's a school shooting joke in there somewhere there's a fucking anti-abortion joke in there somewhere god forbid don't joke about farts though seriously that's crossing a line america anyway bluey great show great australian show for the kids anyone that's got kids would know it now i'm gonna go out on a limb here this one i'll finish you with tonight I come across this chick. I don't know how I come across it, but I like it. I'm equal parts sort of turned on and inspired and in awe and disgusted. Um, Shut Kiva official. Shut K-E-V-E-R official. Blue tick. Leah Shutkiva. Maybe that's how you say it. Shutkiva. Leah Shutkiva. She's a pro eater. She's got 27 Guinness World Records. She is a competitive eater. She's got to show the real girl versus food. Blah, 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 right? Go to her fucking Instagram. You come across on my suggested feeds. I don't know what the fuck I've been looking up on my suggested feeds. The first video I saw of this chick blew my mind. It was, you'll understand what I mean. The way she films it is dead straight on, kind of like you're looking at her eye to eye. She's got a jar of Frankfurt's, hot dogs, whatever country you're in, sausages. And she gets it. Pushes it all the way down her throat, swallows it. She doesn't get a fucking wince in her eye, nothing. No gag, pokes her tongue out, it's gone. She swallows that motherfucker whole, hey. It's perverted. It's disgusting. It's art. It's amazing. Wow. It's crazy. I'm just looking here. She's done. She got a banana. No worries. Cavendish. Ladyfinger, she shit it in. She didn't inhale that. Cavendish, she's, she's literally whipping out a Cavendish banana, swallowing it whole. It's amazing lollipops straight off the stick kiwi fruits just whole wow and like i'll be honest like she's pretty fit right she's pretty fit she's not a disgusting bird or anything like that she's kind of got abs in some of these photos it's actually amazing you got to go see it leah shutgiver pro eater wow actually she's like like a proper beauty queen i'm just looking at her here this is holy shit and she's a professional eater like it's amazing to me the professional eating Right, you just expect people to be like so fat, so disgusting. This chick, I'm watching her. She's quite beautiful, really 
quite tight bodied. She's eaten four Big Macs, four large fries, four large milkshakes. They don't have footage of her shitting her pants, but if she's normal, I hope like she shit her pants like the rest of us. But man, Jesus Christ, like I have one Big Mac meal. I'll tell you what, I had a Big Mac meal the other week coming home. And yeah, just didn't feel good the next day. But she's just stomaching it going, dude, I'm just watching it. This the whole the hot dog things is crazy. And I like how she got a little writing, do not attempt. I'm watching her right here. That motherfucker's got to be like nine, ten inches straight down. You can see it in her throat. Any men out there that have probably watched porn have probably experienced this. Uh, or anyone that's lucky enough to experience this in real life, I'm envious of you. I'm not that well endowed, so I don't think it's ever happened. Well, she just pulled it back out. This is crazy. Wow. On that note, I've got to go. I've really got to go. Um, I've got something to do in a few days. I've got a wedding on Hayman Island. Don't know if I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it. Super stacked to be super super stacked. Super fucking stoked to be back in your hells tonight. Um, episode 146, King of the Couch podcast. Uh, if you're not subscribing to the show, please subscribe. If you love what you heard tonight, pay it forward. If you want a hat, buy a hat. If you want another T-shirt, fucking trug out, whatever. If you want to wear something that says KTZ, King of the Couch, hit me up. You know what I mean? You want a photo of me, hit me up. Whatever. I don't care. Um, but I'm just... I'm just darn glad I could be back in your ear holes. Apologies I wasn't here last week. I will be here next week. I get back from uh, Hayman Island on like a Monday night. I'll be honest, I've got nothing to talk about yet besides the Hayman Island adventures, so it could be a little short episode. Um, got a couple of guests in the pipeline. Uh, we've got some stuff happening, and I'll come back to you because I want to, I want to, got some stuff thinking about with King of the Couch. So, but doesn't matter. Episode 146, King of the Couch podcast. Have a fucking great week. I love you all. Bye.